0: Hey, what's going on? It's Anthony Dean, and you're listening to Change the Game podcast for Monday, September 2nd, 2019. What's going on, guys? Listen, you know, I said this wasn't just going to be a sports podcast. The first two episodes were sports related. This one has nothing to do with sports. It's called Change the Game for a reason. Changing the game. I like a lot of other things other than sports. You know, I don't just want to be known as a sports guy. I want to be known for a lot of things. And one of my favorite things, of course, is Marvel Comics. You know, I love reading comic books. And no group of movies have brought comic books more to life than the MCU, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And... With Avengers Endgame releasing on Blu-ray, I thought this would be the perfect opportunity for my first non-sports episode of Change the Game to be not just about Avengers Endgame, but about Avengers Infinity War and Avengers Endgame. And how I feel about those two movies. And listen, Endgame came out on Blu-ray a couple weeks ago. You know, walking out of the theater of Endgame, I thought that was the best movie in the MCU I thought it passed Avengers Endgame for the number one spot just because of how awesome it was. It's it's still my favorite theater experience ever is being in the theaters for Endgame. Uh, seeing the, the Dark Knight and IMAX, you know, on opening night, that was pretty amazing too back in 08. But this, just being older, you know, being 23 when it came out, you know, just all these movies that came before it, you know. Wrapped it up so beautifully, but... When it came out on Blu-ray, it gave me the appreciation for Infinity War so much more. And I've been watching them over the past few weeks a lot, both of the movies. You know, really trying to figure out which is the better movie, Infinity War or Endgame. And it's very close. I will get into my decision, my final decision, at the end of the episode. Um, you know... Maybe in a couple weeks, I'll do a full MCU ranking. Um, I'm going to wait for Spider-Man Far From Home to come out on Blu-ray because Spider-Man Far From Home's ranking on the list. You know, At the moment, I can give you a quick preview of where it will be placed. I'm trying to decide between the first Guardians of the Galaxy, Thor Ragnarok, and Spider-Man Far From Home. Those are the three movies I've been debating about. About where they should go on the list. Um, so I gotta wait for Far From Home to come out on Blu ray before I can make my list, but that'll be coming uh, in the near future. Once Far From Home is out on Blu ray, I will pick that up and I will really be able to fully review and digest which is the best out of those three. But as far as Infinity War and Endgame, gonna start off with Infinity War. I mean,. The, the opening to infinity war is i think it's my second favorite opening to a movie ever the only one it outdoes that outdoes it is the dark knights iconic opening scene um but man do i love the avengers infinity war opening i mean it starts off you got that the the music the uh, you just you just you just hear the and then you hear the the Asgardian uh, refugee request, uh, which eventually the Guardians of the Galaxy end up picking up the distress signal. But you hear that distress signal. And it cuts to the the ship that, if you remember, at the end of Thor Ragnarok, you know they left Asgard uh, to be destroyed. The whole planet was blown up, and they were headed to Earth. And then the post-credit scene where Loki talks to Thor about how it's probably not a good idea for Loki to go back to Earth. They see a big ship go right above, and that's Thanos' ship, and that's how it cuts off. And it just is like, oh, man, they're in trouble. And, boy, they were in trouble. Thanos is here. He's coming. I mean, honestly, I think I think this, this opening scene just sums up Thanos perfectly. You know, every time he speaks, you, you want to listen. It's just such an iconic voice, Josh Brolin, a terrific job as Thanos and I loved how in the the first moments you had the moment where where Loki you know, he tells he says uh, when, when Thanos tells Loki he says um, he says your, uh, your faith is misplaced as guardian then he says, well for one thing I'm not as guardian and for another we have a Hulk direct tie back to the original Avengers movie and Hulk comes out. You know, obviously Hulk's trying to get that Tesseract, which has one of the Infinity Stones. And Thanos, you know, it's revealed right away he got the Power Stone. Uh, He went to Xandar and decimated it and took the Power Stone. So now he's looking for the Tesseract, uh, which has the Space Stone inside it. Hulk comes up, looks like he's about to beat uh, the life out of Thanos, but you see one of Thanos' children hold off uh, the big dude. I, I forget what his name is. He says, let him have his fun. And as soon as you say that, you know Thanos isn't even trying yet. And boy, does he just give Hulk the beat down. After he does that, Heimdall, he sends him off. And another, you know, horrifying scene. Thanos just says, that was a mistake. Takes the spear and stabs him right in the heart as Thor is restrained, can't move at all, watches his best friend die in front of him. Thanos gets the stone. Loki uh, swears his undying fidelity to Thanos, immediately tries to double-cross him and stab him, the god of mischief, and Thanos, of course, with the stones, he ain't getting to his neck, he stops him, and chokes the life out of Loki right in front of Thor. No resurrections this time, as he says to Thor. Drops him and uses the Power Stone to blow up the ship and just leaves Thor to hold on to a a dead Loki. I mean, just a sad, incredibly sad moment for Thor. And just an unbelievable way to kick off this movie. And then you move into Hulk getting sent through the galaxy via the Bifrost. And... You know, you see that he crashes through uh, the Doctor Strange's place. You know, he's Thanos like, is coming. Thanos is coming. Who? And then you know the Avengers song kicks in, and you just you get that little chills in you, and you're like, you know, you're just you're just ready for the the movie. I and mean, then they cut to Tony Stark and Pepper Potts talking, and Doctor Strange comes in, and then you see Bruce Banner is there. They haven't seen each other since. Ultron and Sokovia that was at this point three years ago, so it's been a long time. And you know, we see they, they discuss the Infinity Stones, and you have some great dialogue between Tony Stark and Doctor Strange, I think. Benedict Cumberbatch and Robert Downey Jr. Both were excellent in this role. I love the team up of Doctor Strange and Iron Man. Uh, the the clear egos clashing. Uh, just a great placement to have. And then all of a sudden you have the invasion. Uh, the children of Thanos come in. They're, they're, they're looking for the time stone that Doctor Strange has, of course. And then you think that Hulk is going to, you know, Bruce Banner is going to Hulk out. He can't. So... You know Tony comes in and you know he tells Wong to keep an eye on him and you just see him move his arms out and you just see him hit that chest button and I mean you know some people aren't as high on this I mean when he did this and the, the suit just comes out the nanotechnology suit and it just comes out of that that arc reactor I was floored I couldn't believe it I'm like oh my god this dude Iron Man is the goat just for that that was so cool like you know you're just imagining if you could be him. You know, and watch him do that. You know, I actually have uh, the movie playing on mute right now just to watch some of the scenes and just, you know, remember uh, some of the specific scenes you, you, you cut before that happens. You cut to Peter Parker. You show the, the hair moving up, the spider senses, and then he tells Ned to give him a distraction. Then he swings out. You get the classic Stan Lee cameo. What's the matter with you kids? You never seen a spaceship before? And then you see then Iron Man, Doctor Strange, they start fighting. Uh, Spider-Man comes in and saves Iron Man. And, you know, just a great battle scene takes place. And then um, even Imaw gets Doctor Strange. He has him. Uh, Peter Parker tries to save him. He gets beamed up to the ship. And, of course, Peter Parker is standing on this ship. He's running out of air. And you're sitting there. Um, you know, just sitting there wondering what's going to happen to him. He says, unlock 17 a it's and and you just see that thing flying up and you, and you're thinking in the theater like, Oh man, is this the suit? And, uh, you know, he's running out of breath. He falls down, and you just see that iron spider suit. When that thing hits him in the transformation scene, Mr. Stark, it smells like a new car in here. I mean, what? An I-, I think this is a very iconic scene as well, seeing the new spider suit. He's now the iron spider. I mean, just a, a great moment playing off from that uh, scene at the end of Homecoming where Peter turns down being Spider-Man, and he tries to send him home, but uh, Peter's able to stick to the side of the ship. Get a quick convo with Tony and Pepper. And now, you know, Iron Man and Spider-Man, and they're in Ebony Maw's ship with Doctor Strange held captive. They're going to have to figure out how to get him free. And then you cut back down to Earth where Bruce Banner is there. He's going to make the call to Steve Rogers, Captain America, uh, with that phone that Tony, that that Cap gave Tony at the end. And then you queue up. You hear the start of the rubber band man, which, uh, fun fact, I probably heard this song before this movie but I really can't remember um that song too well and you know it's just such a I think it's just such a great scene um when you just hear that little um little music start playing I'll let the little music play you know you hear that in the background I mean it just gets me hyped every time I hear that do 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 like I just I love this song, The Rubber Band Man. Uh, It's become one of my favorite songs, favorite uh, classic songs. It's really because of this movie introduced and you see, oh, it's the Guardians of the Galaxy and you're in a good mood. And, you know, they're going through space. They're answering the distress signal that you heard at the beginning of the movie. And you get... Thor lands on their ship, and they're like, oh, man, who is this? You know, uh, Rocket says, "Ah, the wipers, get it off, get it off. You got Groot playing his game. I am Groot. Whoa, language. (laughs) I mean, just, you know, when you got the Guardians, it's just a bunch of hilarious scenes after another. And then you got Thor there, uh, Drax calling Thor, uh, what he said, he's he's, uh, the product of a pirate and an angel. (laughs) I mean, it's just some hilarious lines they call Quill fat. He, he's definitely emasculated by Thor. Just some, some great acting from the two Chris's, Pratt and Hemsworth, two of the three, obviously Chris Evans, Captain America, and that. And, um, you know, I just love the pairing of Thor with the Guardians of the Galaxy. I think it's great for Thor's character to be with them, and I like the decision of Thor, Rocket, and Groot go off to go to Neva to form a, a new hammer. So they can get the weapon to kill Thanos. Meanwhile the rest of the Guardians. Are going to nowhere to try to stop Thanos. Uh, from getting the reality stone. From the Collector. Uh, who, who has had that since I believe. The end of Thor the Dark World. Uh, it's been safely stored there. So. Then you kind of. You, you go along. And you, we get to Vision and Wanda. We get into their relationship. They kind of base on what's going on with with those two and it it looks like they've had a a relationship and then they are ambushed by the other two children of thanos who are trying to get that stone and uh well it looks like they got them cornered scarlet witch is there she's trying to protect vision and then you got the train coming in the background you see a man in the background and then um one of the children of thanos throws that spear and captain dodges it of course and catches it it's captain america and he's stepping out and all of a sudden there comes falcon coming out of nowhere and black widow they come and they save the day get them to safety and then it cuts to the scene of thanos uh, when he first takes gamora from her home world and then it shows gamora telling star lord he has to kill her Uh, thanos gets her they have a make makeout scene, and maybe the funniest scene of the entire movie happens. They're making out, and then you hear some some chips being eaten on some nuts a snack. And there's Drax the Destroyer, played by my man Dave Batista. Shout out to Batista, former world heavyweight champion back in the day on Friday Night SmackDown. Uh, he's sitting there eating those uh, Zarg nuts, as they're called. And he's just watching them make out. And he said, "How long you been staring? How long you been standing there?" And he says, "An hour." <laughs> and I mean, it's just a, it's just a classic line. He thinks he's invisible, and you know, they get to nowhere. Thanos already has the stone, but they don't know that. And Gamora thinks she's killed Thanos. She hasn't. He just wanted to see how she felt. And he tells then it looks like you know Star Lord's about to kill Gamora. Thanos tells him to do it because she's asked for it, and he does it, but he uses the reality stone to turn it to bubbles and leaves with Gamora. You cut to, we see Rhodey War Machine talking with Secretary Ross, and you got all of them coming back. I love the confrontation of Cap, you know, saying, We're here to fight, and if you stand in our way, we'll fight you too. I love that line. Um, You know, I don't like General Ross at all. He's a He's just a, just not a likable character to be honest. I think that's what he was designed to be. They talk about how they can, you know, they should destroy the stone, and then they got to figure out how to get the stone out of him, and they don't know where. Captain America says, "I know a place." Cut right to Wakanda, and they show Black Panther discussing uh, who they're gonna have for this fight, and then they show him giving the ar- the new arm to the Winter Soldier, who's now been cured of his. Uh, mental, you know, all his uh, trauma that he's had. Uh, so he's he's getting the new arm. And then, of course, you another one of my favorite scenes in the movie. And that's the thing, you know, about Infinity War that I love is there's just so many ridiculously awesome scenes. You got Iron Man finally realizing that Spider-Man is there with them. They have the debate, you know, uh, you can't be a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man if there's no neighborhood. And, you know, then Tony says, all right, fine, we need to save him. What's your plan? He said, have you seen this really old movie, Aliens? Which, you know, to old people, find that funny. But Aliens is an old movie to someone like Tom Holland, to someone like me. That is an old movie. Just like in Civil War when he said that really old movie, Empire Strikes Back. That's an old movie, too. That came out in 1983. That's a really old movie. So, no doubt about it, it's old, but – or." Did it, come out, did it come out at 80, 83, 70? It came out a long – maybe it came out of 79. I don't know. It came out a long time ago. I know that. But, um, you know, then they, they end up saving Doctor Strange by blowing up a hole in there. Uh, even Imag gets sucked down. Spider-Man saves him. He's got the web. It looks like he's about to go out in space with him, and then the legs pop out of the suit I was wondering before the movie if they were going to have the leg. I knew the Iron Spider suit was there. I was hoping that the legs would be there, and they popped out, and I was like, oh, that's awesome. And I guess apparently Hot Toys spoiled it because the Hot Toys were released before. I'm glad I don't look at what the Hot Toys are going to look like because I didn't get spoiled. I had no idea that the legs were going to pop out, and they did, and that was awesome. They finally decide that they're going to take the fight to Thanos. And uh, officially Spider-Man is now an Avenger. Um, by the way, I will have another episode probably next week about Spider-Man specifically. And, you know, he's, he's technically not an Avenger right now. He's out of the MCU. But anyway, Tony Stark makes him an Avenger. And they are on their way to Titan, uh, you know, to fight Thanos. And they, you cut to where Thanos is. He's with Gamora. He tortures Nebula to get her to tell him where the Soul Stone is. And she tells him it's on Vormir. You cut to Thor. He has that dialogue with uh, Rocket. And I think this is one of the best uh, moments of acting in the entire movie, especially by Chris Hemsworth. I just think he did a phenomenal job of just selling his depression that he had for everything that happened. When you think about Thor, even up to this point, what has happened? He saw his father die before him. He saw his mom get stabbed, his best friend stabbed. His brother choked out right in front of him. I mean, all of those things. He saw every single one of those things happen. I mean, and his, his home world was destroyed. Half of his people were slaughtered by Thanos. And, you know, he's trying to get this hammer. So, you know, they get to Nevedilir, and it's, you know, it looks dark and depressing, and, and then you see uh, Dietrich, the, uh, the dwarf, and, you know, you find out that he made the gauntlet for Thanos. He made him do it. He still, even after he did it, he thought his people would be safe. He killed everybody. And he just basically ruined his hands. So, he said, your life is yours, but your hands are mine alone. You know, awful scene. And then, awful wasn't like, just sad of what happened to him. But, you know, Thor says, together, you and I can kill Thanos then you cut to Titan, the crash landing that happens there, Doctor Strange pulls it off, and then all of a sudden, you know, the Guardians show up, and they attack, and then there's a little fight, a, a fun fight scene between uh, Iron Man, Spider-Man, Doctor Strange versus uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy that are there. You know, some funny scenes, you know, whoa, uh, don't whoa, 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 don't put your eggs in me, <laughs> Spider-Man says to uh, Mantis. And uh, then... They finally find out that they're on the same team and that they're, neither of them are working for Thanos as they both thought that each other was w- working for Thanos. And so then they, they decide to come up with a plan. And then it's revealed Doctor Strange is looking weird. He's He looks like he's bugging out. And then he's going in the future. He's looking at all the different outcomes, 14,605,000 different Scenarios of the coming conflict that he sees, and Tony asks, How many do we win? He just says, One. And you just knew, you just knew, Oh man, there's only one way they can beat Thanos. So if they're going to do it, they got to get lucky. You got to get lucky. And Endgame proves that they got super lucky uh, in beating Thanos. But, and I'll get into that a little later, but, you know, then you cut to Vormir. And this is the moment, you you know, Red Skull appears. That was really cool, seeing Red Skull back. And, you know, he's told Soul Stone requires a sacrifice, and he's got to lose that which you love. And I knew instantly, I instantly was like, oh, no, that means he's going to kill Gamora. Gamora's laughing. And I was like, oh, man, she doesn't realize that it's her. He loves her. You could just tell. You could tell that Thanos loved Gamora. He didn't love anything else, but he definitely loved Gamora. And it's just such a a very sad scene, to be honest. And I I was thinking about what scene was sadder, which Vormir scene was sadder. And actually, I got to say, this one might be a little sadder than the one in Endgame. And the one in Endgame is sad, too, but I just think... Thanos having to kill his daughter. I'm sorry, little one. And you know, you could just tell he was holding back. He didn't want to do it. And he did it though. And it just breaks your heart. Seeing Gamora fall down, you know, she's dead now. It's over with for her. But Thanos gets the soul stone and basically rips his own heart out in the process. You cut to Wakanda, uh, a lot of their first times in Wakanda, trying to figure out how to stop Vision, and so it's time to start preparing for battle. As you can already see them attacking, you cut back to Neverdilir. Thor is trying to open up the star. They get the star revived, um, but the the um, I forgot what it's called, but the thing that held it together. Uh, holds holds it open so that you can get the power of the star into the planet. So you can, uh, the power of the star so he can make the weapon, right? There's a device that holds it open and the device breaks so it shuts down. So there's no way to get the, the power there. So Thor says, I'm going to open it myself. I'm going to hold it open. And you're like, well, what? And so then you cut right back to Wakanda. You see the preparation, Bruce Banner's in the Hulkbuster suit. They got the conversation with the children of Thanos, with Cap, Black Panther, and uh, Black Widow. And then you see all those monkey-looking things coming at the thing. And they decide, all right, we got to open the barrier. Otherwise, they're going to surround it. They're going to get that stone. So then, you know, Wakanda forever. And I I think that's an iconic scene. Uh, Watching Captain America and Black Panther just zip across everybody else because they're the ones with the super soldier serum. Yeah, that was really cool, and I wasn't a huge fan of Cap Shield. I'm like, well, it isn't Cap Shield, but honestly, the more and more I watch this, I love his shield in this one because I just loved how much of a savage he was in fighting. Like he was just, he was going crazy in this one, and I loved it. And then you cut to Thor, you know, and and Thor is gonna open up this star. He's holding the. He's taking the full power of a star to hold this thing, and you could see he's getting messed up, damn near dead. Via this star, and then he lets go, and you, you think, oh man, Rocket says he, looks like he's dead, and you know, the Dwarf says you know he needs the axe, and he tells the tree, help me find the handle, and you see Groot. Uh, groot the legend groot Groot was a legend for this one because he puts down the game that he's been playing the arcade defender he put the game down he said I got you on the on the handle and he just he just uses his arm and just forges the the handle himself because Groot is just a boss and that's just what bosses do he took that right there he said whoosh oh man and cut it off and then you see the the axe lift up the lightning and you just see Thor's hand. Cut to Wakanda, and all of a sudden, everybody's getting their butts whipped. Uh, you know, uh, Bruce Banner. There's t- there's too many of them. Ah, ah. And then all of a sudden, as he's screaming, the Bifrost, the big light, just whoosh, hits down on the on the uh, on the center of the battlefield, and you just see you see Stormbreaker just get thrown through, and you just see it whipping through everybody, clearing the field, and all of that, you see Thor catches it as the music plays to the Avengers theme. And I loved how Infinity War, they really they really made it clear that that was the Avengers theme because I, I realized before Infinity War, Avengers didn't technically have a theme because Ultron didn't use the exact same theme that they did in the first movie, so I'm glad that they settled on that because it's just an iconic song. And this moment is up there for most iconic moments to me in the MCU. It's one of my favorite moments in movie history. Uh, seeing Thor, when Thor just, you just see Thor with that axe, and you're like, oh, my God, this dude is like, he's not even nine He's a 100 overall. For sure now, the GOAT, uh, in terms of most powerful, for sure, you know, he calls himself most powerful Avenger, and you see him right there, you just, you know, that's the most powerful Avenger right there. And he's like, bring me Thanos. And he jumps up. The The lightning goes just straight dark and the lightning all around. I mean, what an iconic scene that that was. And then, you know, he hits him with that lightning blast. And you see Thanos go through this portal. And you're like, oh, man. where? And you're like, oh, he's on Titan. It's time for this, the fight on Titan. And, oh, man, does this fight live up to expectations? What a great fight we have. Every hero really gets their moment in. And they end up trapping Thanos. They got him in. They're, they're pulling the gauntlet off. And Star-Lord comes up and he says, where is Gamora? And, you know, Nebula had met up with them on the planet. And, I, by the way, I just love this whole fight scene. I love how creative they were and how Thanos uses the stones. I thought it was brilliant how they made Thanos use those stones. Because you could just tell it wasn't just random special effects that they were using. You know, they were... They were really, like, every single thing that he did with those stones. You know, everything that, that happens. And, you know, I just think it was very cool how they, you know, they made him use his different powers differently with all the different stones. You know, at this point, him having... Four stones. I thought it was brilliant. The way that they did it. You know he only had. uh, One stone to go after the fight. If he could get this time stone. So he's really got two right now. I love the magic. More magic. Magic with a kick. (laughs) Like that was great. Doctor Strange having Spider-Man. Jump through the portals. That was awesome. And then you have the. You know, the, the you know, the, the scene where, you know, Nebula is, you know, it's Gamora. That's why he's mourning, you know, because Mantis can tell that he's mourning. And, you know, Star-Lord, you know, that's his, it's the love of his life. The last thing she said to him was, I love you more than anything. And, you know, he snaps. He punches Thanos a couple times. Mantis loses her grip. Spider-Man has the gauntlet right off, and he just snatches it right as he's about to pull it out. Knocks everybody off. You know, Uses his stone to, you know, he, he knocks everybody around. Then Iron Man comes in, and he headbutts him. And you just hear the dun-dun, like that. And he just whips out his hand with the gauntlet and just, like, closes his fist. And all of a sudden, you just see this moon behind him just start to... Whoosh. Crumble up, and I mean, oh my God! When I was in the theater and I saw it. another moment where it's just like I feel like this movie—I'm just talking about so many movies or so many moments. Excuse me, where I was like, oh my God, this is amazing, and that was another just incredible moment. Um, I just think that the like the music, just I think like the the effects and everything, like you just can tell that something. Major is just going to happen and, you know, he whips the moon and just throws an entire freaking moon at Tony Stark. I mean, my goodness, what are you supposed to do with that? Launches this whole moon at him, you know, and so it's it's obvious that it's over with. They can't beat Thanos. So now you cut to back to Wakanda. Scarlet Witch has to go on the battlefield to save him. That gives one of the children of Thanos the opportunity to go get vision. And so then, you know, you get vision. Vision. Knocks him out the window, and you see uh, Bruce Banner in the Hulkbuster suit try to save him. He does end up beating uh, the big uh, child of Thanos. I don't even know his name, to be honest with you, but, like, that big dude, you know, he he doesn't say anything. He he just goes, I don't know what what he says, whatever his language is, he'd be saying random stuff, but he ends up outsmarting him, getting that. Uh, the arm from his suit on, and shooting him up so he blows up on the Wakandan shield. Uh, Scarlet Witch is able to kill the other uh, child of Thanos, uh, throwing her into that one of those spinning whatever those things were, killing her. And then <laughs> Black Widow had some of that blue blood, so that's disgusting. Cap over there tells Vision to get out. Vision saves Cap's life; he was about to die. And he tells him, we don't trade lives, Cap. Just as Cap told Vision earlier, they don't trade lives. And so after that, you go right back to Titan. You see Spider-Man uh, webbing up the Guardians. I got you. I got you. Sorry, I can't remember anybody's names. And then you get... Once again, I feel like I've been saying this a lot about Infinity War, but another iconic moment, Doctor Strange versus Thanos. A great fight, and this is what I loved about Thanos. He was using these stones, used the power stone a lot in this one, while Doctor Strange didn't use his stone. He just used his magical powers uh, to fight Thanos. And, I mean, it was a really dope battle. Loved when uh, he turned a little, that cloud of smoke that Thanos shot at him turned into butterflies. Then he had like a million Doctor Strange, a bunch of them just surrounding Thanos, whipping that, uh, whatever you call that, magic rope or whatever it's called that he can do. And you find out that the the Eye of uh, um, uh, Ogimodo, uh didn't have the stone in it. He had hidden it from there because he broke it and it wasn't in there. Throws Doctor Strange over and all of a sudden you see the Stark tech Stopping the gauntlet from moving. And then it's the face-off. Iron Man versus Thanos. And this is why Iron Man is honestly the GOAT. He decided. He said, I'm going to take Thanos head on. I know he's got armor. But you just saw the, the full power of what Thanos can do in this fight. You could just tell. Thanos wanted to kill Iron Man. And I think he knew that Iron Man was important. He was the one that he was fearful of. And he just... You know, he just rips that Iron Man helmet right off and another one comes up. I mean, that's just unbelievable the way Thanos' power was just used. He just decimated Iron Man. Iron Man got one nice little lick in, got some blood to the face. Thanos delivers another iconic line. All that for a drop of blood. And he just, you know, he just beats the holy hell out of Iron Man. And, you know, there's nothing that Iron Man could do tries to stab him, he ends up getting stabbed and then Doctor Strange says, spare his life and I will give you the stone. Gives Thanos the stone and you're wondering why would he do that but he said there was, you know he said we're in the end game now When he asked him so Thanos heads off into a portal and now you're left wondering what's going to happen. The air gets quiet and Thanos enters Earth for the first time. And man, you just hear, you hear that music when Thanos shows up. I mean, it's just, um, it is one of those, like, those moments. uh, Again, maybe not as, you know, it's just like, oh, man. And so Thanos just rips through all the Avengers. Vision tells Scarlet Witch she's got to destroy the stone now. So she ends up doing it. My man Captain America held down Thanos' arm with the gauntlet. He takes that devastating right hand. Honestly, at first when he hit him with that, I thought—I I, kind of thought Cap might have been dead right there. Because, man, Captain America is just... He really is... He's an OG for surviving that punch. Because that really is amazing. But, you know, you get into... Thanos just rips through the Avengers like it's no problem. Scarlet Witch does destroy the stone, killing her love, but it doesn't matter. Thanos has the time stone. He, goes, he changes the time, goes right back, takes the stone, puts it on. He's got all six stones on the gauntlet, and here comes Thor. Thor throws Stormbreaker, blows right through a blast with all six infinity stones, and goes right through his heart. And you see an angry Thor who, when Thanos killed Heimdall, he said, you're going to die for that. And he tells him, I told you, you die for that. And he pushes the Stormbreaker, the axe, deeper into Thanos' chest. And you just think, wow. I mean, when I was in the theaters, I was mad at this point because I'm like, oh, well, they won. Wow, that's I was hoping that Thanos was going to win. And he says, he says the, the, to me, I don't know. I think it may be it's one it's definitely one of the most iconic lines in the history of the MCU you should have gone for the head and then he snaps and you just see and you see a cut a cut to thanos he sees gamora he's in the soul world you know, and just did you do it? Yes. What did it cost? Everything. And it cuts back. He says, what did you do? Opens up a portal, goes through. And Cap says, where did he go? All of a sudden, you hear Bucky Barnes, the Winter Soldier, say, Steve. And you just see his gun drop and you see him disintegrate. And you're like, oh man, he really did do it. So then you're just sitting in the theater and you just see people disappearing. And all of a sudden, you see Black Panther Going to help out. One of his allies. And he and he says, come. Come, Majora. This is no place to die. And he disintegrates right in front of her. And the shock on her face was the shock on my face. Black Panther's gone. Falcon's gone. Scarlet Witch is gone. You just see Avengers left and right disappearing. You cut to Titan. Mantis. Drax. Star Lord, you know Doctor Strange. He says there was no other way, and he disintegrates. And then, the heart-wrenching one, Mr. Stark. And and you just see Peter Parker. You know, I don't feel so good. And he tells him he doesn't want to die. And then he he goes, and it's just left with Iron Man and Nebula. And you just hear him say he did it. They cut back to Wakanda, showing everybody looking at Vision's body, and they all just look distraught. Cap says, oh, God. And then you cut to Thanos, who just takes a nice seat at his little retirement plan and just gives a nice little smile, and it cuts to the credits. You got one credit scene with Nick Fury. And, um, God, why am I blanking on on um, her name? But Nick Fury ends up dis- disintegrating. you say, oh, no, mother. And, <laughs> Little little nod to Sam L's MFer line, of course, but it's Disney. They're not gonna actually have him say that. So then we get to Avengers Endgame, and listen, um, Endgame was quite the movie as well. You start off in the movie, you start off with a heart wrenching scene. You got Hawkeye showing his his daughter how to shoot the bow and arrow, and all of a sudden he said you know, the the mom says it's time for lunch. He says, "We're ready, we're hungry. Come on, Lila." He turns around. Lila's gone turns back around wife and two sons both gone as well Hawkeye just lost his whole family it cuts to the classic MCU opening all the characters and everything and then you got Iron Man and Nebula on the ship a cool little scene and then you have his message to Pepper and then all of a sudden you see a light coming and you think Tony's about to die and it's Captain Marvel there to rescue her. You see the reunion of Cap and Tony. And, uh, you know, then Tony Stark, you know, kind of goes off on him. You know, he tells him, I needed you. And you see that beef. And I was wondering, you know, it's like, wow, they, there's no beef. And, oh, here we go. And you could tell Tony is still mad. About Cap. And then, you know, so Tony in the hospital. He's kind of out of this one for a second. So they go and their plan is to kill Thanos. Captain Marvel says she's going to kill Thanos. They all go. They figure out where he's going to be. They found the... They know where he is because they saw the same type of cosmic activity as the Snap. And they get there and they, they trap Thanos and you come to find out that Thanos has already destroyed the stones and... You know, you know he said uh, the universe required correction. Once that was done, the stones served no purpose. So he destroyed all the stones. So you know, Thor angrily chops his head off with stormbreaker and they say, "Well, what did you do?" And he says, "I went for the head." And me personally, I felt that when he said it. I felt that to my soul, like, man, that's sad. But people laughed in the theater when he said it, thinking it was funny. And I just don't think that was funny. I don't like when people laugh at that line. I don't think it's a funny line at all. Matter of fact, I really felt Thor's pain. I talked about the pain that he went up to Infinity War. Now you're talking about a guy who literally had beaten Thanos. All he had to do was whip Stormbreaker right out of his chest and slice his head off. Could have done it very quickly, but that's not how he wanted to kill him. He wanted a slow death. So it burned him, and that was a depressing line, and you see Thor kind of walking off in the screen, and they show Thor walking off, and the screen cuts to black, and it says five years later. And, you know, after seeing the whole endgame, I love how they did it with Thor, um, how they did that scene specifically, how they showed it, because Thor is going to be a much different person when you meet him later. You see USA is just totally out of whack, totally different. Captain America is in... Uh, kind of a AA type of group where he tells him you got to move on. And then you see the luck that I talked about a freaking rat goes on the little thing at the, the end credit scene of Ant-Man and the Wasp Ant-Man is in the quantum realm and the other three, um, Hank Pym, his wife, and then hope all get dusted while he's in the quantum realm. A rat goes on the, the machine Sending him back into Earth. So it's five years later. He's now back. Finds his daughter who's much older now, of course. And then he shows up at Avengers facility. Captain America and uh, Black Widow. uh, Natasha Romanoff have this beautiful moment. This great conversation. And you just see part of it. And then you just see um, a great scene where, you know, it's it's Scott. Uh, Remember me from the airport in Germany? I was the one who got really big. Uh, Ant-Man. Ant Man, I know you know that. And, you know, I just, I love Ant Man. I think he's hilarious. And then, you know, he talks about, are you talking about a time machine? No, not a time machine per se. Yeah, yeah, a time machine. So his plan is to use the quantum realm to perform a time heist. So they show up to to meet Tony Stark. And here we meet family (laughs) Tony Stark. He's got a daughter. And how cute was that scene when Morgan pops out of the little tent that she was in with the rescue helmet the blue iron man helmet that was a great scene to introduce us to what iron man is now it's a possibility tony blows it off really just blows them off and so you know cap says well we need a bigger brain and ant-man says bigger than his and then you cut to hulk he's smart hulk now he can talk he's He says, I know it's crazy. I'm wearing shirts now. And you get a great scene with kids coming up to get a picture. And, you know, Ant-Man says, you want one with me too? I'm Ant-Man. And they say, no, they didn't want a picture with him. Great little scene. And then after that, you cut back to Tony, who is now working on trying to make a fully functioning time wristwatch, whatever it is, you know. A thing that can help you navigate time, basically. And then he gets it successful and he. You know he, he, he the great scene is he, he just says you know he says shit and then his daughter's right behind him shit <laughs> that's a great scene too you know you got his cute daughter and then he, he just he, she says it again and and he just no mommy coined that word <laughs> great little scene and then you you hear her say you know he's, uh, he tucks her into bed he says I love you tons and she says I love you three thousand and that's gonna Hit later and then, you know, Pepper, you know, he he tells he tells her that he could just put it away. And she says, will you be able to rest, though? Then they cut to the first uh, time travel attempt and they keep putting Scott through the. The portal and first he comes back as a little kid, then he comes back as an old man, then he comes back as a baby. Finally, they get him back to normal and then Tony shows up. Tells Cappy just wants peace. And then he gives Cap the shield back, and I love that scene when he he gives it. And he says, I don't know. And he said, why? He made it for you. And just a great scene, you know, kind of just showing that the beef for the moment is over. And it appears that Tony and Cap are back on track. So then he says, you're getting a team right now. You got Hulk and Rocket going to New Asgard. They see Valkyrie, and she says, he won't see you. He only comes out once a month for supply, and you just see a bunch of kegs. They go into Thor's house, and you see Thor walk through. Are you here about the cable? And you just see him going, grabbing a beer bottle, and he turns around, and he is fat. He is Fat Thor. I guess the official name is Bro Thor. I don't like that. He's Fat Thor. And I knew right away when I saw it, I was like, oh, man, that's a ballsy decision that they pulled off. I think they did a great job of Of executing it but man that that was a lot of people hate it a lot of people thought it was just for laughs and then you have Meek and Korg there too and he says Thor Thor the, the kid on the TV just called me dickhead again and then he's says, noob master and so Thor you know tells off this kid tells him he's gonna rip off his arms and shove him up his butt <laughs> and you know you could just tell Thor has lost it and he looks like it's all happy and he says I think we can fix everything and Thor says well, what the cable and you know then Hulk says no Thanos and then the, the music changes the mood you can just see in his eyes and I thought this is where I just love the powerful acting of Chris Hemsworth I watched a scene or a, a video on YouTube and they, they showed the behind the scenes of how this this scene was shot and, and you got to give a lot of credit to Chris Hemsworth not only is he going with this fat suit He's only in there with one other actor, Mark Ruffalo, who's on, you know, these uh, like stilts to make him taller so he can be looking up when he's talking to him because, you know, he's the Hulk. But I just love how Chris Hemsworth pulled off this scene. You know, you just show when he said Thanos, everything changes. He doesn't want to hear that name again. You know, uh, Quark says, yeah, we don't actually say that name around here. And. You just see Thor is a depressed man. Um, You know, everything that happened. I love the decision to make him fat, by the way. Love it. I don't care if people think it was for laughs. When you really look at it, it's a depressing life and it makes sense for a character like Thor. Everything that I said earlier up to Infinity War and then at the end of Infinity War. That's why Thor is so different. It makes total sense why they did it. I love it. I think it was a great decision. Very risky. Very risky. Then you cut to Hawkeye, who is now Ronin, and he's killing a bunch of mobsters and gang leaders, savagely killing the guy in, I believe, it was Japan. And then you know Black Widow shows up, and so you know now now they're now you got the team together. You got Thor over there drinking the beers and everything. You know he tells him there's beer on the ship, and that's I guess how Thor got convinced because he says what kind. Now they break down how they're gonna do this time travel. Rhodey says, why don't we just go back in time and kill baby Thanos? And then they kind of just, I loved what they did in Endgame because, you know, no time travel movie makes sense, to be honest. It's, it's all fictional. So I like how they did their own little thing where they, they basically, like, disproved every single movie. They said, no, that that's not real life. I, I loved how they did that. It's like, no, changing the past doesn't change the past. It just makes another future. It just makes an alternate reality, essentially, is what you're doing. You kill baby Thanos, that doesn't stop Thanos from doing what he did in in your time. It just stops him from doing it in that time, which you're going to. So Hawkeye, you know, they do the test run. He goes back. He sees uh, that his kids are alive. And so, you know, then Cap gives this great speech. You get the little music going. They all go back in time. They go to New York in 2012. Sight of the first Avengers movie. The iconic scene with the music playing. And the, the circular shot of all the Avengers. They go back to there. Uh, Hulk is with uh, Doctor Strange. It's not Doctor Strange though of course. It's his it's his master. And she is there. Um, and she does the same thing she did to Doctor Strange. In the Doctor Strange movie. Smacks Hulk and he basically removes his soul from his body. And then you cut to Asgard 2013. Where Thor and Rocket are in there and Thor is just losing his mind again. I love the play with Thor. And then uh, you cut to Morag in 2014 side of the first guardians of the galaxy movie. And then you realize, you know, when Nebula says, we're not the only people looking for the stone. She says, my father, my sister and me, that's who's looking for the stones. And you're like, Oh, so this is how Thanos is going to come back. And so, you know, they show a little scene with Nebula, Gamora and Thanos All of a sudden, their Nebula's transmitter gets hooked up with the other one and it pops out. So now all of a sudden, Thanos is starting to figure out there's somebody on, there's another Nebula. You cut back to New York. They got the heist scene for the Space Stone and Mind Stone. And so the Space Stone, Ant-Man and Iron Man are going after. Meanwhile, Captain America is going to go after the Space Stone. And it's just a great scene. You see a little uh, backdrop of the aftermath of the Loki scene. And then you see Captain America going in the elevator with all of the Hydra people who are, you know, S.H.I.E.L.D. agents, but they're all Hydra. And you remember the iconic elevator fight in Winter Soldier. You think that this is what's going to happen. Oh, man, he's going to, he's going to kick some ass again Uh, That's gonna be a dope fight scene but no he just says that's all right hail hydra because you know he knows that they're all hydra so now they're oh man he's with us so he walks out with the spear the mind stone he he looks like he's all good and then all of a sudden you know uh we cut to ant-man and iron man trying to get the stone and so ant-man kind of gives him a mild cardiac discharge is what Tony Stark refers to it as and and uh, man says that doesn't sound mild and Matthew Barry uh, of all people is in there the fantasy football expert himself is in the movie of course and uh, yeah so looks like the plan works they get the the case Tony's uh, Mimi in the alley grab a quick slice and Hulk who they may take the stairs because he's too big to fit on the elevator everybody. This is the original Hulk, not the smart Hulk. This is Incredible Hulk. And he smashes the door and the Tesseract ends right at Loki's feet and Loki picks it up and goes through a little portal. So now you know Loki, that's obviously how they're going to do the show is that Loki's going to take that and that's how it's going to go right into the Loki show. I'm sure he's going to mess around with time. So that's very interesting and then, you know, Thor ends up saving the past Iron Man using his hammer to shock him, but Everything else that happens, you know, now we're leading into, you know, Captain America. You know, is everything all right? Tell me you guys got that that case. You know, he's hoping that they got the stone. And he says, he says, (laughs) and, uh, you know. But you know, it's what it is. I just this is this is a scene that just kind of it, it's it's an eye dropping scene when he says, you know, oh you gotta be, at me and uh, you know it's 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 past Captain America and then now they're gonna duke it out with the old Captain America. I could do this all day. Yeah, I know. And I mean, what a great fight! What a great fight! And, uh, you know, they they epically duke it out. And you see then Peggy Carter's picture comes up in the old Captain America's. Where did you get this? Because he thinks it's Loki. He thinks it's Loki. Loki did the thing earlier where he impersonated Captain America. I'm on my way to coordinate search and rescue. <laughs> um, and so then he's choking him out and he says, Bucky is alive. And so he's like, what? Because he doesn't know yet that Bucky Barnes is still alive. Punches him and then hits him with the spear to knock him out. And then, you know, um, earlier in that little scene when uh, Tony Stark was looking at him, he said, oh, I almost forgot that outfit did nothing for your ass. Ridiculous. No one asked you to look, Tony. And then Ant-Man says, I think you look great, Cap. As far as I'm concerned, that's America's ass. And then Cap looks at his uh, his past self and he's, he's sitting on his... Uh, with his backside up, and he just looks and he says, "That is America's ass." Uh, a very funny moment, and uh, you know, Endgame does have some of those funny moments. And then you cut to Bruce Banner and uh, the mentor of Doctor Strange, and she decides to give him the stone after explaining that Doctor Strange gave that stone to Thanos, and so she realizes, "Oh, this is the only way." You cut back to the past, uh, 2014, with Thanos, and he's looking at the memories of the the new the the, the current time Nebula through the old nebula, and, you know, I guess... I wonder how they really, like, how does that work? How did that happen? I guess just because it's nebula, they're just kind of, like, linked. So they're like, oh, it's from five years in the future, so now he knows what he did. So now you cut back to Asgard. Thor gets to have his moment with his mother. Great moment for him, and then, you know, they're about to leave, and he says, no, wait. Sticks out his arm. Mjolnir comes and hits that arm, and he says... (laughs) There's a little flip with this that says, still worthy. And you hear the da, na na, 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 na da, 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 da. Hey, hey. And it just takes you right back to 2014 in Guardians of the Galaxy. They show the iconic scene of Quill spinning around dancing. And then they cut the music off and just show him singing. And it's just so hilarious. Come and get your love. Because it's such an iconic scene because he's looking so goofy. But, you know, if you're standing right behind us, War Machine and Nebula are, he just looks really goofy. And so, you know, War Machine says, oh, he's an idiot. They knock him out, take the weapon that he, or the, 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 the tool that he used, excuse me, to break in to the place. And so, all of a sudden, Nebula... And War Machine are going to get the stone. And they get the stone. And so they're about to go. War Machine is gone. But Nebula is held up. Because Thanos is still looking at past Neb. So now Thanos knows. And he's got the old Nebula. You cut back to Ant-Man and Tony Stark basically yelling at each other. Tony figures out a way to get both. Because pin- they need they each have a pin particle for going back basically. So now they can only go one place each. So they give the spear... Uh, to Ant-Man, and they say, go back, and we're going to do our thing. So they're going to go back to 1970 New Jersey. You got the Stan Lee cameo. Hey, man, make love, not war. <laughs> and um, so they go in, and Tony Stark gets to have a moment with his father as he gets the uh the Tesseract. He gets to have a moment with his father who's down there. And then Captain America, you see, sees his picture on someone's desk as he's hiding. uh, Because somebody has found out he's not supposed to be there. So he's hiding. And all of a sudden he finds out he's in Peggy Carter's office. And he looks across and there she is. So now Tony and Steve both get moments. And now we're cutting back to Vormir. So... Now we know that the past Nebula is with Thanos right now, so now they got the they're gonna take the old Nebula is gonna replace uh, the new Nebula. The nebula is gonna stay with Thanos, and so the, the twenty fourteen Nebula is going back to Avengers base. But you gotta have the Vormir scene, and as sad as this one was, I don't think it was quite as sad as the Infinity War scene, but this one was very sad. Hawkeye and Scarlet, uh, excuse me, um, Black Widow fight each other and they duke it out to see who goes and it looks like Hawkeye is going to kill himself jump off and Black Widow stops him and all of a sudden it's, it's Hawkeye hanging on to Black Widow and she says let me go and she pushes off and then there goes Black Widow off to her death and that is it for the character of Black Widow unfortunately she will have that movie in the phase 4 but it's a prequel unfortunately it's not the prequel I was hoping for it's after Civil War which is interesting but anyway There is that. So Black Widow, unfortunately, is dead. They get the Soul Stone. Everybody's back. They realize Nat is gone. So now they have to make it worth it. And Jeremy Renner has one of his best lines of acting that I've ever seen. Go grab your hammer. Go fly to him and talk to him. You know, because he he knows, you know, it can't be undone. So now they got to decide who's going to snap their fingers, and it's Hulk who's going to do it. Meanwhile, the past nebula is going to open back up the portal. Thanos shoots right through, destroying the quantum portal. Thanos snaps his fingers. It looks like it, it worked, and then all of a sudden you just see Hulk's face look up, and all of a sudden you just see bombs coming in, bombing Avengers facility. Surprisingly, nobody dies, you know. Maybe not the best aim for Thanos, but everybody's really messed up in a bad spot. Hawkeye is trying to—he's got the gauntlet. He's trying to run away from those monkey things. Thanos appears on Earth, and he's just, just going to wait. Gamora and the current nebula said so we can stop him. Then you see Iron Man and Captain America. Iron Man helps out Cap. He says, You lose this again. I'm keeping it. Talking about the shield. And then they walk over, and it's Iron Man, Captain America, and Thor. What's he been up to? Absolutely nothing. And you know, then he says, You know, Thor, you know it's a trap, right? Stark says, Yeah, don't much care. Good. Just as long as we're all in agreement. And then, you know, the lightning comes up and he just, he summons. Not only does he summon Mjolnir, but he's got Stormbreaker too. He's got both of them. They walk up and Thanos, again, just like he always does. Another iconic delivery by Thanos. You cannot live with your own failure. Where did that bring you? Back to me. And so Thanos, you know, goes in. out. his new plan is just going to be to completely wipe the universe down to its last atom. And then with the stones they've collected, build a new one. And so, you know, Thanos fights Thor, Iron Man, and Captain America. So then it goes to, to Hawkeye, who actually gives the gauntlet to the old nebula. But then the new nebula ends up killing 2014 nebula saving them from that and so now and then after that you just see iron man okay thor hit me and thor uses his lightning and shoots the lightning at stark and he fires it right at thanos thanos uses this giant sword he has as a helicopter blocking it i mean just awesome stuff awesome effects and then you see Thanos ends up getting Thor taking Stormbreaker and basically driving it to his heart. Looks like Thor is about to die, and then you see Mjolnir get picked up, swung through Thanos, and then right back through. And who catches it? It's not Thor who, who called it. It is Captain America. And this might be this is one of the, definitely one of the best scenes in the movie. When he gets that hammer, he just starts doing damage. And they confirmed that Captain America did almost beat Thanos. He almost had him beat. He was doing his thing with the hammer and the shield. He had the combos down. But Thanos ends up stabbing him and knocking that hammer out of his hand. And he breaks the shield with his sword. Just straight massacres the shield. And so, you know, unfortunately looks like Cap is done, you know, and in all my years of conquest. You know, it was never personal. But I'll tell you now, he's, he tells him he's going to enjoy what he's about to do to their planet. And he calls forth his army. So now you got all the children of Thanos who were all killed in Infinity War. But they're all from 2014, so they're all alive. He's got his whole army ready to slaughter. And here comes Captain America by himself with a half-broken shield just walking out to fight Thanos. And I think the image of just they showed a landscape of Thanos' whole army and Cap just walking out ready to fight. All of a sudden you just hear, Cap, you read me? And you're like, wait, what? That was Sam Wilson. Cap, it's Sam. Do you hear me? And then, you know, you just hear that classic on your left. And you just see that portal open up. And then Black Panther walking through. You hear the the music going, and all of a sudden, it's, oh, man. You see a bunch of other portals opening up. Falcon flies through. You see Doctor Strange's portal. He comes through from Titan. You see the Guardians, and then Spider-Man swinging through. And it's all great. Bucky Barnes is back. Root, everybody who got dusted is back. And it's just a great moment. Uh, You got the whole team. Even Howard the Duck is in there. If believe it or not, he was in there. They showed it. He's in that. He's in that group, fighting with the Avengers. And then you, you start hearing the music. Doctor Strange says that everybody, what you wanted more. And then Ant Man comes crushing, crashing through as he was saving Rhodey and Hulk. Drops them from his hand. He's giant man now, and all of a sudden you just hear the da 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 da, and then you just hear Cap just is Avengers. Assemble. And it's the first time we've ever heard Avengers Assemble been said by Captain America, and you just hear Thor and Black Panther both scream, and then the da 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 And I just think, like, that moment right there, and they show Ant-Man running alongside, and he's giant. I mean, I just think that that moment right there just gave me the absolute chills. What a moment. And that was really the moment why I just... They, they may be my favorite moment in, in cinema history is just, you know, because at the time I wasn't thinking about, oh, yeah, they did snap everybody back. I'm like, yo, Cap's going to fight Thanos' army by himself. What? He's crazy. No. Nah. He did it. And so. You know, then they get into the fight, and you see a bunch of awesome moments. You see Kor get tangled up and Drax stabs dude in the back, and Kor hits him. And then you got Iron Man and Pepper fighting. Spider-Man saves Iron Man. They get their moment. Iron Man gives Peter a, a big hug, and he says, oh, this is nice. And then you see Star-Lord sees that Gamora is there, and he tries to, you know, touch her. She says, don't touch him. Kicks him right at square in the nuts. You know, you missed the first time. You got them both the second time. They realize they need to get the stones back. Scarlet Witch comes in, fights Thanos, and just absolutely wrecks Thanos. Had him done. You know, he says, Rain fire. Tells his ships to fire down. The gauntlet, meanwhile, is getting tossed around. Hawkeye had it, gave it to Black Panther, who dropped it. And then he ends up tossing it to Spider Man, who has it. Activates instant kill. Uh, the Spider-Man creators apparently didn't like that. I was okay with it. I mean, what else was he supposed to do? I thought it was pretty cool because his legs just started going crazy with the kills. Ch-ch-ch-ch-ch. So then, anyway, they open fire on him, and all of a sudden, they stop firing. It looks like like they're they're really screwed. Like these, but then they start firing at the air. They're saying, w- "What the hell is that?" And oh, it's Captain Marvel, and she comes through like a champ, running right through them. Shots from Thanos' ship and absolutely blows up Thanos' ship, wrecking it. And Captain Marvel has arrived on the scene, you know, Rocket, Oh, yeah. And you just know, you're like, oh man, it's busting now. Captain Marvel is in this joint. And then, you know, hey, I'm Peter Parker. You know, and he's like, I don't know how you're going to get through all that. And all the army's coming at Captain Marvel. And all of a sudden, maybe the best moment of the movie, which some people. We'll talk about men specifically. Did not like this, but don't worry. She's got help. And all of a sudden, you see all the different woman Avengers. All the girls. You got Valkyrie. uh, Nebula, Gamora. Shuri. Rescue. Everybody. They're all there, and they're all kicking ass. All doing their thing. I love when Valkyrie used her sword and she was on that Pegasus just ripping off the armor of that whatever the heck those big uh flying things are called. Captain Marvel tries to get to the old uh the van that they had and Thanos blows it up with his sword, throws it like uh like the Night King threw his uh remember Game of Thrones when the Night King threw that spirit, the dragon. That's basically what Thanos did to the Quantum tunnel blows it up, and all of a sudden you just see the gauntlets there. Tony tries to stop him, gets absolutely smoked, and then Iron, uh, excuse me, Captain America and Thor try to stop him. They hold him back for a bit, but Thanos ends up punching Cap right in the head, knocking them both out. You see Cap, uh, Captain Marvel trying to stop him. Then he throws her out of the way, gets the gauntlet on, is it really looked like he was just about to snap and she stops him from snapping she's holding it there Thanos headbutts Captain Marvel her head doesn't move at all I'm less upset about that than I was but still I mean I feel like Captain Marvel should have moved a little bit you know like come on I don't know but I mean whatever that's neither here nor there he pulls the power stone out of the gauntlet and just straight smashes her uh with the left hand with the left hook Blasting her through and Tony Stark just looks in stunned silence and looks over at Doctor Strange and he holds up that one. Tony grabs the gauntlet and you see Thanos just hits him with the knee and the elbow, knocking him across. And he just delivers, I am inevitable. And he snaps and nothing. Turns the gauntlet around, no stones. Tony said, oh, got you. He said, and I am Iron Man and snaps his fingers Thanos' whole army gets dusted. Thanos is the last one to see himself. He's the last one to get dusted. You see Thanos, the the music. And so, Iron Man saves the day. You get the moment War Machine sees him. And then, you know, Spider-Man, Mr. Stark, we won. You know, he's crying and it's just incredibly sad. And then Pepper, you you can rest now and then. They show his arc reactor go off, and just a just a sad, sad moment. I cried in the theaters. I teared up a couple more times. You know, it's just oh, it's an emotional movie. That's the thing about Endgame. It's super emotional, and you know, Tony Stark is the goat. He saved the day. You know, you cut to the the dialogue that Tony gives. You show everybody. You know, all the, the new, you know, everybody getting it back together. And then you, you see this holographic video that he recorded. And then, you know, he ends it off by saying, I love you 3,000 to Morgan. And, you know, it's just like, damn. Tugs at your heart. And then they show them walking towards the funeral. And they show the bouquet that they had on the river. And it's it's the, the original arc from the first Iron Man movie that Pepper made for It says t- proof that Tony Stark has a heart and that was just incredibly sad too and y- they show everybody is at the funeral all the characters so you, you see in the front it's obviously pepper and morgan and then it's um war machine you know Rhodey and um happy hogan his two best friends you see captain america spider-man and aunt may thor hulk dr strange and wong uh ant-man and the crew Guardian, the Guardians of the Galaxy, Black the Black Panther, Scarlet Witch, Falcon, Winter Soldier. Uh, you had the kid from Iron Man Three was there with uh, Ross was there. Um. Hawkeye and his whole family was there. Nick Fury was in the, Captain Marvel was back there, and then Nick Fury was all the way in the back. Just a great scene, and then. You know, you cut to the the scene that I really liked, um, you cut to Happy with the Daughter and you know, he says, What do you want? Cheeseburgers. Obvious reference to Iron Man One when he gets back from you know, finally escapes and he says that's the first thing he wanted was a cheeseburger. You cut to Thor and he says he's not gonna be king. That's Valkyrie, let's Val- he makes Valkyrie the king of Asgard and then it's you know, he says, Oh, here we are. As Guardians of the Galaxy back together again, so it's the As Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, very, I hope that they have Thor with the Guardians at some point, even if it's not in Thor four. and thought I really hope that Thor is with the Guardians because I think he'd be a great addition to the team. And then, you know, Quill again emasculated by Thor. He says, like, "This is my ship still, so don't touch the map." And then you know, J- you should fight one another for the honor of leadership. <laughs> so, just a great, great scene. And then you cut to Captain America. He's got to bring back the Stones and the Mjolnir. So he does it. You know, they send him back off. And when they get him back, he's not there. And then they look off this bench. And it's, and, and when they showed the angle, I thought at first, I thought, wait, did he go back? Like, did he, like, not take the serum now or something? No, it's it's old. He's old. And Sam Wilson, you know, he says, you know, before he leaves, you know, to put the Stones back, they do the same line that they did with each other, just reverse. Don't do anything stupid till I get back. How can I? You're taking all the stupid with you. Just reverse this time. And, you know, then Sam tells he's happy for you, truly. The only thing is I'm bummed out about living in a world without Captain America. And, you know, then he shows him the shield and he says, you know, try it on. And Falcon puts that shield on, and Sam Wilson is the new Captain America. And how freaking awesome is that? I love it. I am so glad Winter Soldier is not Captain America. would have made no sense. People wanted that, but it makes no sense that Winter Soldier would be Captain America. Come on. I know he wasn't, like, right when he did all that stuff, but he still did it. And then he says, you want to tell me about her? Because he sees the wedding ring, and he says no. And then they cut back, and they show what he did. He went back in time with Peggy Carter. And he found what he wanted, and I, I thought it was the perfect ending for Iron Man and Captain America stories. I thought it was great. Uh, it goes to that song. My mom really liked that song, but that they played, and it was a cool song. And then they, and they cut to the credits, and they show a little like little mini scene, you know, a little video from like every character for the name that would pop up. You know, it was just so awesome. And then all of a sudden, you know, the all of a sudden the da da. And then they show Hawkeye and Scarlet Witch, or, you know, or sorry, Jeremy Renner, Scarlett Johansson, Chris Hemsworth, Mark Ruffalo, Chris Evans, Robert Downey Jr. And when they show those six names, the original six Avengers, they're playing the Avengers theme and it was just so awesome. They they had their signatures. They would they would have it like signed up like it would just sign on the screen. And I mean, it was just awesome. What a movie. Endgame and Infinity War, the two best movies in the MCU. But I did say I would tell you who or which movie I thought was the superior movie. And I got to tell you, as much as I love Endgame, and as much as that was definitely my favorite experience in a movie theater, I have to say that Infinity War is the superior movie it's got more wow moments. It's the better movie, slightly. Infinity War is my favorite movie in the MCU. I think it's the best one. Endgame is number two. I think they're both great movies. Extremely happy that Endgame passed Avatar and the box office record. But listen, Avengers Infinity War and Endgame, both fantastic movies. Um, really love both of them. It's tough to say which one's better. I give Infinity War the slight edge. But like I said, you know you could go either way. There are plenty of other movies that are right up there that you could say are the best in the MCU. Civil War, Winter Soldier, Guardians of the Galaxy, Thor, Ragnarok are some of the movies that come to mind. Even Spider-Man Far From Home. So, you know, that's all the time we're going to have for you today at Change the Game Podcast. This was, a, this was definitely the longest episode so far. Obviously, you know, when we're talking about two big movies like this, it's going to be a long one, so you know, uh, join me next time. Uh, the next episode is probably going to be, uh, NFL. Um, you know, listen, if you're a fan of comics and movies like this and stuff, let me know what else you guys want me to talk about. Um, Spider-Man, there'll be a Spider-Man episode within the next week, uh, or two. So yeah, check it out. And, uh, thanks for listening. Have a great day.